Welcome to Midweek Footy for Two. I am Solomon Dubner. <laughs> I'm Stephen Dubner. Happy Midweek, Solomon. Happy Midweek. It's actually almost the end of the week. We're it recording is. on a Thursday night. This will probably go out on Friday midday, perhaps. Yes, Eastern sir. time. Eastern time. Eastern time. Eastern How's your time. week been? It's good. I'm tired. I, I, excuse me, I slept on a couch one night because my room was really hot. Mm. And then Fifi, I shouldn't say what she did. Nah. Probably should leave. It was a heinous crime. Did. It was a heinous crime. She's looking at you now, so innocent. Hi. though. Hi, Fifi. <laughs> Hi, Fifi. But uh, do you find that uh, re-entry after a break is always a little bit disorienting? Yeah, it is. I'm yawning right now. Are you now? Yep. All right. Uh, talk to me about footy. So we're going to go drive right in. This episode is going to be, we're going to round up some, the midweek action and talk a bunch of transfers. What should we do first? I think we should talk about foot, real footy, playing Sh- footy. Sure, yeah. It's because the Premier League... Bournemouth three three are so small. why why was there uh, so first of all both these matches that we're about to talk about are kind of historic right yeah in their way yeah. why why were there such high caliber midweek matches this week what do you call this week in England festive period festive period when is it over now um, yeah it's over there's no Premier League for about ten or eleven days because this weekend is FA Cup ah you're right but um, how grateful are you for the festive period. Oh, I love it so much, especially <laughs> when La Liga is in session, so Barca's not playing. Right. All right, so... Even though we played today, which we'll get into Bournemouth, soon. this was the other night, Bournemouth-Arsenal, so walk me through it. Well, you watched it. I didn't. I watched the last eight minutes. I watched it because you called me yeah. and said, Dad, Bournemouth was up 3-0 against Arsenal. Then they went, now they're only up 3-2, and there were eight minutes left, and I turned it on. And then Bournemouth went down to 10 men. Yeah, and what I saw was a team... In panic mode. So yeah. it was just so amazing to watch a team. All they had to do was not be scored on, but because they were playing to not lose, but because they were playing to not blow it, they blew yeah. it. And it was it was so you could just so feel it coming. Yeah. See it come. They they like even when they had the ball loose in uh Arsenal's half, they refused to even yeah, yeah, at all. And it was really um somehow it, it seemed inevitable. So after they conceded the third goal, which was by our favorite. Olivier Giroud. Olivier Giroud. Talk about celebration. His celebration was disturbing. Obnoxious. It was obnoxious. He started doing little scorpion kicks. It was just, I hate him. Also, the worst thing was, I mean, it was as if he was conceding that, okay, we came back and and to a draw 3-3, but like we have no hope of winning because he was wasting all this time doing his stuff. But the rest of his team wanted him to get on with it. Um, and Born- Bournemouth by now was just, like, in shock, I think, about it. But here's what was interesting to me. And they got forward, and Harry Arder almost scored. Yeah, they got forward, and they almost scored, and you could, and all you just wanted to say was, well, wait a minute, where was this uh, Where was this intensity? And When you were still winning. Yeah. And Eddie Howe, I'm really well, he said, um, he said something about how amazing it was they were there, but we're still, we're here to win, and ultimately it hurts. Yeah, it was... Uh, Granted, before the game, if you'd offer them a point, it's honestly would have taken it, but still, the way they... they yeah, have you ever heard there. of something called loss aversion? We yeah, ever talked I, about that? It sounds familiar. It basically, it it's a theory that says, or a theory that argues that you've experienced more pain from loss than you experience pleasure from a gain the same size. Yeah. So, like, mm-hmm. there's something about being up 3-0 and feeling you have it, and then falling back to a draw that feels way worse than if Be, you had yeah you were down way worse or I even kinda, if you'd been drawn the whole match yeah yeah so um Tottenham Chelsea wowzer wowzer cuz wowzer so what was Chelsea's streak 13th straight one in the prem and this was at 
White Hart Lane, correct? Yeah. Are they still in the new, the old place? Yeah. Uh, they played Champions League games this year at Wembley, actually. Ooh. I don't know why. When they do did. they move into the new one? It's like a year or two. And when was the last time that Spurs beat Chelsea? Mm, Been a little while. Uh, a long time. Mm-hmm. Like 20 years, something like that. So how at all? The last time since Spurs beat Chelsea uh, at all? I even at home? May, no, no, that's completely inaccurate. Yeah. I remember just a few years ago on New Year's Day. They beat him 5-3 in Harry Kane's two-goal-to-assist game when he really announced it was that. What would you say if you had polled 100 football fans uh, before this match, let's say who were neither Chelsea nor Spurs supporters, how many of them would you say Chelsea would have either won or a draw? 60. That's it? Yeah. yeah. 67, yeah. Because um, Tottenham at home is hard. Yeah, I know. They're, they're hard to break down defensively. Mm. And they well. Describe the goals. Um. They were both Deli Ali headers, mm-hmm. both from Christian Eriksen crosses. Mm-hmm. Pochettino, who I'm a huge fan of, had them playing a 3-5-2. So Ali has really first this season. Last year, he kind of played more as a holding midfielder, and he scored, still scored 10 goals. But now he's playing right behind Harry Kane, sometimes alongside him. Sometimes he gets in front of him, mm-hmm. and he already has 10 goals this season because he has no defensive responsibilities. Mm-hmm. And playing Eriksen on the left is working beautifully because he can just cut it and cross on his right. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I think that like, he was on the right wing, Kyle Walker. I ever helped both goals. Uh, oh, right back. Would you be happy to see Pochettino? Is that his name, Pochettino? At Barca? Yeah, someday. Here's the deal. So, on how they're a manager alone, my first two choices are Sampaiole of Sevilla and Mauricio Pochettino of Tottenham. Now, it's more controversial, though, to hire Pochettino. Do you know why? Because he has cats and not dogs? Good guess. Because he doesn't like chocolate? Because, I don't like chocolate. Because, like he doesn't, because he doesn't like the Catalan custom of the pooping Santa. He's not the, making it up, by the way. They have a pooping Santa tradition. That's oh, yeah, I'm not, I couldn't make that. If I could make that up, I'd be writing novels, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, because he's a foreign player manager of Espanola, our second biggest rivals. Uh, okay. That, but it might not That's be. an issue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so where does this win leave Spurs and Chelsea? Spurs are uh, third place, seven off Chelsea. Chelsea are still five clear of Liverpool, and they're definitely the favorites of the title now, but it's not as clear sailing as it would have been with a win. Uh, you and I both read a nice uh, profile of uh, Conte yeah. in the New York Times, but I think his name is Rory Smith, the yeah, Times uh, so. football writer. He's good. Yeah, we've seen Conte in person, remember? In Italy, Spain. and Remember uh, how energetic he was on the touchline? He was. And his his tan is a little bit Trumpy, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it's a little bit orange. His hair is better, though. Yeah, he's got good hair. He's very emotional. I love it. He's supposed to be a good guy. He seems like his players love him. But love. the article was interesting. It talked about the extent that he goes to develop relationships with the players yeah. even before uh, before he landed Klopp there. Klopp, too. Yeah. Klopp is they seem it. Let's go to the Copa del Rey. Let's go to Copa del Rey. Uh, let's talk it's about exciting, Barca and Bilbao first. <laughs> so we lost 2-1. I went on a Twitter rant at halftime. We were down 2-0. We were completely outplayed. We were terrible. But still, the referee had a large part of that. Um, call me crazy. Or I'll get... Get to this in a minute. So, um, after once Can we were I down 2 0, once we were down 2 0, yeah, I remember when the second goal happened, I was calling you, and <laughs> <laughs> at the second, you guys have phone, I see the ball going, yo, god damn it, you sure did. <laughs> you, you were wondering what was going on. I thought you like got your foot run over by a truck or something, <laughs> it was a little scary. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't approve that language, by the way. I'm sorry, Steve. It's all right. Do you want me to rub your knee? No, is that no. 
I don't want that. You don't want that? I don't want that. You don't want that? No. No? No, but you were, so you, were you watching the match or you were following it on I was line? watching it. Where? Were you home already? I was home. Oh. Yeah. How was school today? It was good. That doesn't matter. Do you want to give any other messages to all the other students out there about how awesome school is and how much you love it? So yeah, Barca. <laughs> uh, no, so we we were down to new and Bill Bauhead corner. Ariz Adari is our star striker who always scores against us, scored today. He looks at Umtiti, punches him in the throat. Well, it was 100% most of the time. It should have been a straight red, except the ref didn't see it. Um, Umtiti was down. He was screaming. Wow. He was in clear pain. Also, I, I think I'm wrong. It could be racism because Basque region is known to be a very hateful area of Spain. Mm-hmm. I could be completely wrong, but it may not be. Um, and I'd read the Now, Basque. what would have happened if there were, let's say, three officials on the pitch? Do you think one of them would have seen it? I do. But that, then let me get this. Now, will Later, a guy like what, this, the, <clears throat> no, 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 hang on. It, assuming that the events actually transpired as you describe, which is an assumption because since you're such a Barca fan, I think you kind of hallucinate sometimes. If you watched, sometimes. Real Madrid right. fans would even. All right, the all commentators right. agreed to Okay, Let, let's assume that's the case. Is this the kind of uh, infraction that even though it wasn't penalized during the match might be uh, looked at later on in instant replay and they levy some kind of fine on the guy? Or it does... could be, and it really should be. Is it dangerous? Do they do play? that kind of thing in the More than the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Neymar in the 45th minute went running into the box, great run, and he gets hacked down by defender number who. It was a clear With the ball penalty. or no? With the ball. Yeah. No contact made on the defender by the ball. Mm. You mean no a... contact he didn't get on the ball the by ball. the defender? Yeah. Yeah. And no yeah, call. Yeah, and the referee saw it clearly. I saying. have to say, your paranoia is very well delivered. Thank you. And then a few minutes later, Messi, granted the ref helps out later, which I'm about to get to. Um, later, Messi um, scored a beautiful free kick in the 52nd minute. And did you uh, regain hope at that point? <clears throat> yeah. But the Bilbao was yelling, saying he didn't cross the line, and I saw their point, but... And at first, I wasn't sure either, but when I saw the replay, it clearly did cross the line. Mm-hmm. But then they later got two players sent off. Raul two Garcia sent off. and Interopse. So it so ended I'm, up so, nine men? Yeah, so I'm now I don't think the referee's a bias against Barca. I just think he was not a good referee. Wait a minute. So Barca had, they were up two men? The, the second man was sent off in like the 90th, though. Okay. But- and the first in like the 84th. Uh, still, were you? You must be very disappointed that Barca couldn't come back from. I am, but I'm very confident that we'll come back. In the this was leg. at Bilbao. Yeah, which is impossible. They're hard stadium. So to score, so Barca has one away goal. I'm disappointed we didn't win, especially because this point we can start the year out with a win. But I'm still feeling very good about this tie. All right. So what what will Barca need to do then? Like a two a one nil win. If we win by one goal, without conceding. A 1-0, goes, we go through. Right. 2-1 extra time. 3-2, we're out. Win by two, we're in. Okay. That's and yours. I'm very, very confident. Okay. And uh, and who would we go on to play? Franco's team, Real Madrid, <laughs> who beat Sevilla 3-0, choosing to rest Cristiano Ronaldo. Really? With a, goal from, with a brace from James Rodriguez. I'm glad that he's scoring How's he been doing this year? He might. Hummus. He wants to leave. I don't, think I'm I don't blame him. Summer. He's just uh, and so... Uh, how many goals has he scored this year, would you say? I'm not sure. He was great in his first season under Ancelotti. Yeah. I think he's a very good player. Talk to me for a moment about Zidane. I think he's a good manager. I think tactically, he doesn't do that much. I think that's more his backroom. I think he's but, more of a cheerleader in the famous words of Terry Bradshaw. Did you follow that controversy? Uh, about Tomlin? Yeah. Yeah, I heard that. He said, eh, I don't know. He's, he's more of a cheerleader kind of coach. Do you agree with that about tactical. Tomlin? 
Um, I don't. I'm what I, I know. you know, even if one were to agree that he's primarily quote a cheerleader, it's a very what's the word? It, it's a very it's just an insult. Yeah, yeah, it's just like it, you don't say that about your own team. I think. Yeah. Well, Bradshaw is a kook, and he's had a complicated relationship with the city of Pittsburgh always. How because, so? Because. Um, he had a hard time there. Even when they were winning, he was a kind of young, immature guy, and he kind of just— Do you think he's a Trump supporter? Um, is Terry Bradshaw a Trump supporter? Probably. Yeah, That's that would sad. Be, well, it's sad to see these yeah. respectable guys otherwise supporting someone like that. Well, wait, who's respectable, Trump or Bradshaw? Who's more respectable? Bradshaw as a Steelers <laughs> player. Um, a anyway, we haven't talked about the Steelers yet on Footy for Two today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it is a great doubleheader, though, on Sunday, right? Yeah. Pittsburgh against the Miami Dolphins, 1 o'clock playoff game, 1 o'clock Eastern time, followed abruptly by... Barcelona versus Villarreal at 2.45. So are we just going to go to the bar and drink I, all day? I think so, do you? Bring on the wings. I don't drink, though. I'm legally not allowed to. What do You, you wouldn't want to drink, uh, even if you were legal. You're not a drinking type. Uh, what's your beverage of choice there, though, at the... I like a good Coke, but I might go for a Shirley Temple. <laughs> do they make a Shirley Temple at they, Smithfield Hall? They do. I've had them there before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what's your favorite food at Fifth Smithfield Hall? The French fries with the mayonnaise are a delicacy, <laughs> absolute delicacy. <laughs> well, I do hope that our Footy for Two listeners who don't live in New York, the next time you're in New York and you're visiting and you want to watch some football, you need to go to Smithfield Hall. Contact us at footyfor2.gmail.com and we will write back and maybe we'll see you there. Yeah, but also, even if you're yeah, not you going know, to watch Barca. It's a fun place. Yeah, or even if you're going to watch American football or it's a sport. It's just a fun sports game. Yeah. Uh, now let's go to transfers. So here's the deal, Stephen. I've written about 15 or 20 rumors. You've what? Written, written down about 15 or 20 transfer rumors. I want you to pick a few right now, and I will tell you what I think about them. Um, okay, I'm looking at them. What kind of order are they in? None. Um, <laughs> Bakayoko or Vidal to Chelsea. I'm well, intrigued by that. I was hoping you choose that one. So Chelsea, Conte wants to strengthen his midfield a little bit more. He loves Nigolo Conte. He likes matters, and he's not that keen on Fabregas, so he wants to add another midfielder. Uh-oh. Ideally, he likes— Do you feel for Fabregas? I, I've i never loved him. I've liked him as a Barca player, but I never loved him that okay. much. So his first place is Arturo Vidal, understandable. World-class midfielder on Bayern. They have a personal connection because uh, Conte managed him at Juve. Uh, but he might be too expensive. Bayern very likely won't let him leave. So the backup option is Tiemu Bakayoko of Monaco, who's a very good, tough defensive midfielder. He would cost about twenty million pounds, and that's nothing to us considering they just sold Oscar for sixty. Mm. And where's Oscar now? SIPG Shanghai. Wow. Or Shanghai SIPG. Who is the most, uh, the best m- remunerated player in the world right now? You mean paid? Yeah. Carlos Tevez. Where's he? China. What do you think of these guys going to China for that kind of payday? Tevez, I understand more because he's already made a lot of money. He's towards the end of his career. Oscar's a great player, still young. I don't like it, but I understand it. It's benefiting his family. If you were a 16-year-old Chinese instead of a 16-year-old American, how would you feel about these guys coming to China? Oh, I like it. it. (laughs) Do you have any idea how... Um, closely or widely followed football is generally in China. Do you know much about they that like it, it? It's a big deal there. Are most matches on TV, for instance? That I doubt, or I don't know, but I know United's biggest following I know is in China, for example. Mm-hmm. Has the either the Premier League or La Liga or Bundesliga, for that matter, changed their anything about their schedules 
a time of day to accommodate. La Liga has. They do. And you know, and clubs do go on tour there a lot. Mm-hmm. So La Liga will schedule matches earlier in the day so that it will be more, more advantageous yeah. for watching in China? Yes, sir. Interesting. Uh, another on your list that looks intriguing to me, Ali, Deli Ali to Real Madrid. Yeah, peop, uh, a lot of people are linking him there. He's You love him, don't I you? I love him. I'd break your heart a little it bit. Would. It would. He's being, he's like a real Galacto. He's a big name. He's exciting. He's flashy. And he's a goal scoring midfielder, which they love at the Burnett Bill. I think he'd be a great sign for them. I just, just hope it doesn't happen. Also, they're so stacked in the midfield. They have Casemiro, they have Kroos, they have Motrich, they have Isco, they have Hamas, they have Asensio. It's a great midfield. Where but, was uh, Dele Ali before Spurs? MK Dons. What's that? The evil club, remember, that took over Wimbledon? Uh, uh, they were they're not eagle, evil. Everyone, they're one of the most hated clubs in football. Really? Yeah. Because why? Because they took over the and franchise? Moved, and moved them. Oh, oh, okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Let me look on your list. Grimaldo. No, Coutinho. To How about Barca. Grimaldo and Coutinho? Sure. Grimaldo and these are these are real rumors or these are rumors just in your head? No, these are real. I've read them in there. Okay. Grimaldo and or Coutinho so, to Alex, Barca. Alex Alejandro Grimaldo is a great left back from the Masia. We, I've always been a huge fan. We let him go last year, uh, about a year ago, for... Um, like a million euros, I mean, at Benfica. I remember I was in, uh, where was that place where we had tea in London? The place where we had, we had tea, tea, the fancy, fancy place, place Fortnum and Mason. We were at Fortnum and Mason. I was in one of the sauce with my sister Anya. I got this <laughs> on my phone. I was like, what are they thinking? What is Robert, the director of football, thinking? Crazy move. He has potential to be one of the best left backs in the world. I get we have Jordi Alba, but Jordi Alba, as much as I love him, he can be very, very error prone. And it's always great to have a good backup, such as Alejandro Camano. Great, we now have Lucas Digne, but keeping a homegrown player like that is always great. Mm-hmm. Um, now, both Manchester clubs want him and are willing to pay up to 30 or 40 million pounds. Wow. And now we want him too, just a year off and go for basically nothing, and that bothers me. But that's I don't blame you. Coutinho. Yeah, what about Coutinho? He's linked, being linked to Barca. He'd be 50 or 60 million pounds a year. I don't know if we can afford that now. But How do you think he would fit in? Style of play, great. I think he has footballing IQ. I just there's I don't see a starting spot for him right away though, though because mm-hmm. he's best at number ten, which we don't really play with. Uh, central attacking midfielder or on the left wing, which is occupied by his good friend Neymar. He could play in central midfield, but he can't displace Iniesta. And Rakitic is very much like Ben Enrique. I, uh, he's definitely, I can see him coming to Barcelona. Let me one day, pick no doubt. one more off your list. I want to see the destination team. That would be fun. Um, but, 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 but who is Steven Nzonzi? He's a great defensive midfielder on Sevilla who shut down Messi for a little bit this season uh, when we played at Sevilla before Messi went on to win it with one of his best performances, mm-hmm. which is still saying a lot be, to shut him down for even a little bit because he's the best player to ever play the game. Um, He's big, strong. I forget, I think he's French. I forget. Uh, he joined recently from Stoke, but Chelsea, Man City wanted both to ride some grit to their midfield. He he's the only player on your list. Oh no no no! Sorry, you did have um, Bakayoko or Vidal to Chelsea. So of the let's say top seven, he's premier, the only player what on my list. Uh, going to Chelsea, I was going to say, or rumored to go to Chelsea. So here's yeah. my here's my last question for you on the transfer watch. Uh, uh, of the top, let's say, seven Premier League teams right now, yeah. who do you feel is most in need of uh, personnel and, and where? Mm. I'd say Liverpool's squad overall is very strong, but I think they desperately need a center back. I 
personally don't rate Dijon Lovren that high. I think he's good, but he's not good enough. I think Joel Matip is great, but I need someone to partner him. I think United could do with some more in defense. Victor Lindelof about to join them probably for 30 million pounds, which is huge. He's a young, he's as old as John Stones, but a little better, much better. Who's on Man, Stones on Man City. Man City needs some fullbacks, which is why I look at Grimaldo. And yeah. Spurs, what are their needs? A backup striker for um, Kane because he can get injured, as happened earlier. And mm-hmm. Vincent Janssen has mm-hmm. not been a good signing at all. Mm-hmm. Um, the past two years, a team has signed uh, the reigning le- leading scorer in the Eredivisie. Uh, this year, Victor Janssen from... Uh, ooh, I'm trying to remember where. Ooh. Why can't I remember this? Can I get a drum roll and look it up? It's going to have to last a little longer. AZ Alkmaar, I remember. Yeah, in one season for them in the Eredivisie, he scored 27 goals in 34 games, and he's been a flop. And Memphis Depay signed for... United uh, last summer after being here. Yeah, what scored, happened to him? He's apparently going to go to Everton. He is an attitude problem. Really? Yeah. Depay? I'm surprised by that. Yeah. Well, Solomon, I think that was a really nice uh, midweek catch-up. A couple hey. Premier League matches, a little bit of Copa del Rey action, which is disappointing. But I no, like that, I like that you're not— confident. Yeah, you've calmed down. You were pretty despondent there for a little yeah. while. So I'm glad you've calmed down from that. Some transfer news. So here's what I'll say. Ali had a brace— to end the streak of the blues. It's not funny for one, it's funny for two. <laughs> nice talking yeah. to you, brother.